So let me break it down for you here. Our body is super smart. It figures out when it constantly is starved. So it's going to adapt by slowing your metabolism and storing body fat. Body fat is an energy source, by the way. The big take home here is we can't outsmart our bodies. So if you're a yo-yo dieter and want to make real fat loss progress, my advice is this. Check the ego at the door by ignoring the scale, doing the right things consistently, and listen to your body. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hello, and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I am going to chat about something called reverse dieting. And if you are in the fitness slash bodybuilding world, you've probably heard this term. If you're not, you probably haven't heard this term of reverse dieting. So for weight loss, we're told to lower calories and do more cardio. And that's a pretty standard answer across the board. And while that might yield initial results, over time, that strategy will end up doing more harm than good if you're staying there. And I see this a lot when somebody comes to um, Strong Girls for Body Transformation Coaching. They are so frustrated with their progress um, from whatever other program that they've tried, um, on and off programs, and just not seeing the results that they want to see. And most of the time, it's because they are in this caloric deficit for really long periods of time. And when you're there, you end up losing a lot of muscle. Um, you end up lowering your metabolism. And then you end up also feeling deprived. So on the days that, you know, you just can't eat this way anymore, you, or you can't eat this little anymore, you just really go off the rails. And then your body isn't, um, it doesn't have the functionality to actually turn your food into fuel and actually stores it. Okay, so I see this a lot. Um, so the definition of reverse dieting is pretty simple. So after a prolonged dieting phase, an increase in calorie intake should restore normal metabolic function. But of course, there's so much more to that. So basically, you want to be coming out of a dieting phase or a lean-out phase and you want to be adding more calories. So reverse dieting, there's so many questions that pop up around reverse dieting, like how many calories do you actually increase? How quickly do we increase those calories? What about macros? Where does 
our relationship with food and lifestyle fit in? And for how long do we stay in an increased calorie state? So these are questions that I get a lot because um, I always implement this into my client's strategy because I don't want anybody sitting in that lean out phase for too long. So in a really concise way to explain it, reverse dieting is the process of gradually increasing calorie intake after a prolonged period of a dieting period. And this is to help your metabolism recover after that dieting period. But before I get into the nitty gritty of what reverse dieting is and how to actually do it, I want to chat a little bit about metabolic adaptation. So many of my science mentors in the weight loss industry have hypothesized that everyone has a metabolic set point. This is the point in where your body is most comfortable to function and fights to maintain this regardless of lowering calories or increasing calories. Your body will try to maintain closest to this set point. So think of your set point like a thermostat. Lyle McDonald, who's a research pioneer in the industry, explained it like this. If your thermostat is set to a specific temperature and outside conditions change, then the thermostat will adjust by heating or cooling to maintain the temperature setting. And the human body reacts the same way. In a normal metabolic environment, lower calories means fat loss. Increasing calories means weight gain. In a perfect metabolic environment, a higher calorie range is maintenance for results in a lean, strong physique. That means eating more and having a sexy, detailed body. But with all of those aggressively low diets, like, you know, the keto range or, you know, just cutting out carbs, really, really drastically lowering your calories, many dieters often complain about results. And why is this? Because their body is holding on to its set point. So with somebody that is going on and off diets all the time, I like to call these types of people a yo-yo dieter. You probably heard that term. We're dealing with a sluggish metabolism when you're a yo-yo dieter. So even when um, you're in a caloric deficit, we might have a little change on the scale. Or there's even a possibility of an uptick in scale weight. And I know that's not what you want to hear when your goal is to actually lean out. So let me break it down for you here. Our body is super smart. It figures out when it constantly is starved. So it's going to adapt by slowing your metabolism and storing body fat. Body fat is an energy source, by the way. Think about all of those no-carb strategies, soup diets, eliminating protein, or whatever crazy weight loss strategy people undertake. Do you think there's no repercussions? And that's what you really have to ask yourself. The big take home here is we can't outsmart our bodies. So if you're a yo-yo dieter and want to make real fat loss progress, my advice is this. Check the ego at the door by ignoring the scale doing the right things consistently, and listen to your body. Physiologically speaking, aggressive and repetitive dieting promotes sympathetic nervous system activity slowdown. 
It also reduces hormone production and thyroid output along with sex hormones and metabolic function. This is why whenever my clients check in, I always ask, how are you feeling? How is your sex drive? Because when we're in a dieting phase, when we're in a lean out phase, it affects our sleep, our hunger, our sex drive, our mood, our strength, our fat loss. Everything is affected here. So that's why we don't want to be in this phase for too long. You want to get in and out as quick as you can. And from an emotional standpoint, prolonged dieting also has a negative effect in our relationship with food and our bodies, possibly with loved ones too. So that is something else that needs to be looked at. You know, dieters typically feel the need to diet more and nothing's ever good enough. And this is done by restricting foods, skipping events, you know, not traveling because you feel like you, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to stick to your plan. And also viewing food as an enemy. And this is a really slippery slope. Like I've been there. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, like I've had this full on experience when I was younger. And I also see it a lot in my clients that, you know, come in to become a strong girl because they come in to learn how to eat. So they don't have to rely on a meal plan moving forward. And that really is my end goal. The word diet, I don't like to look at it so negatively because diet just means the nutritional intake that you're taking in in the day. But the word diet can be used in a very negative context because if you're constantly lowering and lowering your calories, and that's what you're considering a diet is, um, that's not good. That's really not good. It has really negative effects on everything. And as moms, the negative association with food is passed on to our children. So this is super important. This is a mission of mine. I never want any of my clients to be eating separately from their family and for their kids to see mom on another diet. Research specialists and pioneers in my industry can do a much better job at explaining the science behind all of this, but we can all come to one conclusion for the body to thrive. Extremely low-calorie diets has to stop. This is where reverse dieting fits in. So being in the fat loss game for as long as I have been in, my own clients have to sidestep their goals from weight loss to focusing on undoing years of dieting abuse. With reverse dieting, we start with a higher calorie range and possibly decrease exercise output to assess. Yep, that's what I said, less exercise. This isn't always the case, but if you've been doing 45 minutes on the treadmill, yielding you little to no results, it's not likely one hour on the treadmill is going to give you the outcome you desire. And why in the world would you spend an hour on the treadmill anyway? I don't think I know anybody who loves the treadmill. (laughs) I sure don't. I would much rather be like outside or doing something more productive with my time. Hey, I just wanted to take a little one minute pause and share with you that this episode is brought to you by my sponsors, Pure Vita Labs, makers of my very favorite protein powder. Go to pvl.com to get 20% off your purchase using my code STRONGGIRLS20 all one word, all caps. That's pvl.com and discount code STRONGGIRLS20. So with clients who have a very colorful 
dieting history, I will use a reverse dieting strategy and start at either maintenance calories or reasonable caloric deficit, which is usually around 13 to 14 times someone's body weight to better understand how my client responds. The actual calorie range assigned will depend on a number of factors. This includes dieting history, hormonal or adrenal issues, stress levels, emotional feedback, and other lifestyle factors. So after about two to four weeks of assessment, I have data to work with for adjustments and possibly updates. Please note I said data and not necessarily weight loss. This data is important to analyze and response falls into three categories. So the three types of responses would be one, uh, no weight change. This is usually what I come across first, but this usually doesn't come with uh, positive body composition. So It would be less body fat, more lean tissue, since muscle is more dense than tissue. This also comes with inches lost. So this is not a bad thing, even if the scale weight doesn't change. Number two is weight loss. If a client experiences this, then we can determine they haven't experienced any long-term negative metabolic adaptation. So that's a really good thing. Uh, Caloric intake is is reasonable to signal the body to resume its normal metabolic processes and begin fat loss. Yay, this is awesome. Number three is weight gain. This is a doozy and obviously the most disheartening category. It shows that metabolism has been affected so very drastically that initial calorie increase contributes to increased weight gain. This is done via glycogen storage and possibly increased body fat levels. But the good news is, as the reverse diet is continued, body fat is lost and metabolic function will eventually normalize adjusting metabolic set points. So the person then would have to stay in that maintenance calorie range. For them, it would, it's, it's, not, really be, it's not really showing up as maintenance, um, but it will eventually get to maintenance, and then it will eventually get to uh, a caloric deficit for them. And the whole idea is for them to keep lifting and training during this time. If metabolic function isn't restored and you keep trying to starve yourself to progress, you'll never achieve your goals and may face a number of health consequences along the way. So that's why it's really important to do this work and get yourself out of it, even if you have to go up on the scale, even if you have to stay at the same weight for a while, the worst thing you can do is diet again. So if you've been in a lean out phase for a while, meaning you know between 12 and 16 weeks of dieting, or you might be a coach with one of your clients in a lean out phase for a while, and you want to start to reverse diet, you would start with a caloric range closer to maintenance or just a tad below, somewhere between uh, 13 to 15 times your body weight is a good start. Assessment is no different than typical check-ins, so every two weeks is a reasonable amount of time to assess data. So you always want to assess yourself in two weeks because 14 days is a good time to assess. So increase carb and fat ranges in regular intervals. So every two weeks, you're going to slowly increase. And that also depends on the person and their conditioning and how long they've actually been dieting, uh, their ability to digest food, their stress levels, and their ability to leave vanity aside because 
they will, like for somebody, for one of our strong girls who maybe got super lean for a photo shoot, you can't stay there. You know, your body doesn't want to stay, especially for a female that ripped and that lean. So you have to be okay with gaining a little bit of weight after the photo shoot. But the whole idea is that we shape the body with lean muscle. And when we gain a little bit, we're still holding that muscle. So we still actually look lean, um, maybe just not uh, to the extent of, you know, what you look like at your photo shoot or um, if you're a competitor, what you look like on stage. I also like to use periods of higher carbohydrate feedings because they also have the potential to reverse negative hormonal changes as well as, you know, they help refuel the muscle glycogen and can help with maintaining um, weight training and lifting performance. So uh, in this case, I like to keep an eye on complex carbohydrates from whole foods. Now, it's not surprising when a client starts eating more whole foods, it feels like a shock. Most people who want to lose weight typically undereat whole foods. So, um, you know, they'll tend to move towards shakes and protein bars. And these are lower volume foods with less calories. So when you switch to whole foods, like having an actual chicken thigh or breast with sweet potato and or even squash and vegetables, that's high volume foods. They're going to feel full a lot more quickly. Um, and these types of foods, like high volume foods, are usually lower in calories, which will help with digestion and can improve metabolic function, which is awesome. So more importantly, the prolonged period of reverse dieting is also an opportunity to work on your relationship with food by understanding a higher calorie range, which is more food. And this is so necessary to move forward. I know weight gain or staying at a standstill while trying to lose weight sounds like counterintuitive. Regardless, it still doesn't make the process easy to handle from a mindset standpoint, right? So like I said earlier, if you can check your ego at the door and leave vanity aside to fast forward your progress, you'll be off to the races in repairing your body's natural functions and improving its metabolic set point. And that is our main goal. I always tell my girls this, sort of hard to understand, is that I want everybody to be at a point where they can have more calories and maintain that lean fitness model shape look. And that's with training your body and creating a new metabolic set point. But ultimately, it's always up to the individual to accept reality and what has to be done to correct it. So hopefully, this gives you a little bit more insight um, about fat loss. Like, as strong girls, we're all about eating more food and, you know, training and lifting and really concentrating on the gaining mindset. I know I talked a lot about leaning out and losing today because, to be quite frank, a lot of women come into Team Strong Girls to lean out. Um, but I do it in a way where it's healthy. You know, you're eating a lot of food. Majority of our clients are like, I can't believe the amount of food that I'm eating. Um, so anyways, if this is you and you're like really struggling, you're going on the next diet, the next diet, and nothing is changing and you're just unhappy and you're aggravated and you're 
tired of doing this, tired of doing the yo-yo, and nothing that you do is sustainable or maintainable, click on my link in the show notes, fill out my questionnaire, let me know, let us know how we can help you and get you on the right track. Um, But I hope this was really helpful today. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, share it with a friend. That would really mean the world to me. I am on a mission to help every woman feel strong, confident, and empowered in their bodies and their lives. Bye for now. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnabelle Pay. Take care and stay strong.